Listener Production. Like some to die for yogurt on some perfectly soaked burger. Bad boys get all the yum yum. Yes. Yum yum good. Yum yum good. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Good morning to you on this Tuesday. Hope you are well. Matt and Alex with you. And Alex Dyson, have you ever heard of the Underwater Torpedo League? <laughs> <laughs> no, is that what Australia's going to be competing in in uh, 2048 when our submarines finally <laughs> arrive? Submarines finally get here, yeah. Did you see the news? I mean, it's a few days old now, but it came through $5 billion spent on the no French submarines. Yeah, money well spent. I'd calculated that $340 per taxpayer that cost them. Ooh, I reckon we should get a free Uber submarine voucher. <laughs> Just get the old pick up and drop off. Just one in one of the, you know, in one of the new ones. Um, listener Harry Baird got in touch with us on our Instagram at matt.n.alex. said, how many sports are there that we don't know about, right? And posted the link to this thing. There's people, they spend like minutes at a time underwater wrestling for this little torpedo that they're trying to throw into this goal, like these goals that sit on the bottom of the pool. And I can't wrap my head around how long they hold their breath for, but just you realise that there's whole cultures out there that you just don't So it's like, get. like a game of soccer or something, a goal at each end. Instead of a ball, it's a torpedo. So they've gone, you know, soccer, that's... Playing soccer is too easy. Let's try it in a <laughs> in an environment in which we cannot breathe. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, I just love when you find out things that people love that you just don't really wrap your head around. It's like um, a friend of mine is an actor and they're in a comic book movie, a big one, Ooh. and they were on their way to Comic-Con Brisbane like last weekend or the weekend before. But they were like, oh, yeah, there's going to be furries there. And there's like all this etiquette furry stuff that I don't know about. I'm like, this is... I don't know. Are you a furry? Let us know, please. <laughs> I just want to hear what it's like. That, what do you do? That would be good. What's yeah. the sex like? That's it? what I want to know. What is furry sex like? Mm. Do you do it in your costumes or do you have to take it off? Okay. We've anyway. got... <laughs> there are probably some people out there, Matt, um, <laughs> who listen to podcasts when they see there's a campaign update on the rundown. Like, oh, Alex is, you know, talking more about a policies and what he's getting out there. So they're like, so I'll listen no. to Tuesday's show because Alex is on the campaign trail getting the word out. I mean, I tried to mention the budget there. We ended up onto furry sex. So I apologies <laughs> no, for those no. political pundits you know what? who are trying to follow the process of Dyson Independent for Wannan and getting no. uh, getting sidetracked by Listen, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker... <laughs> Listen to me, okay? I told you a long time ago, if you're having a serious crack at this politics thing, you would best disassociate with me as quickly as possible. The fact that you've chosen to stay in this partnership, that's on you, all right? And we're going to run through to the end, 501 episodes, and I hope we got another 500 more. This is a Tuesday morning. Let's get stuck in. We will be hearing a bit about Alex Dyson's campaign trail and so much more. And also, we might be hearing about Australia's spookiest house. Ooh. This is Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, I've been living in my apartment for 10 years now. Uh, Forget and, bloody 500 you know, episodes. Just, How about that? 10 years, apartment living. Oh, God. Honestly, about $300,000 down the gurgler. <laughs> Thank you very much if you do the maths. Anyways, whatever. Don't care. At least I just have to send an email to get something fixed. <laughs> Anyways, but Dyson. Yeah. 
What I can safely say, having been there for 10 years, what I can guarantee, and even, and I am psychic, right? I am psychic. We know this. My apartment is spook free. Right. You reckon if it was to be haunted, it would have been haunted. There are no ghosts in my apartment. I can, I have not sensed any. I've not felt it. Over 10 years, never have I thought, what was that? Or did you hear that? Or, oh, I feel something strange. Not once. Okay. And I have, I sense things, you know, I'm particularly good at telling when people are pregnant or not. If you want to listen back to somewhere in a few 500 episodes, you'll hear a few (laughs) examples of that. But our next guest, Alex Dyson, could not safely say the same thing. I got a message from a friend of theirs saying, Oyo can't. I'm sitting down at dinner right now with my best friend's wife and she is dead set, absolutely dead set that she is vibing or feeling a personal energy or something going on in the house. Can you chat to her, suss it out, see what's up? So I got in touch with Kendall and she's with us, Matt and Alex, right here on the line right now. Hello, Kendall. Hey, boys, how are you going? Not too bad, Kendall. How are you feeling now that you've been dobbed in as Matt's psychic sidekick? Yeah, look, I was a bit drunk at the time. <laughs> so <laughs> I woke up the next morning, didn't think anything would come of yeah, it. Yeah, well, look, are. you can't oh, just go. I, um, I, had, I remember when I got drunk at one point and uh, I thought I could see some confidence. <laughs> <laughs> No, look, me and my fellow mediums and spiritual believers will not have anyone just riding on drunken coattails exclaiming their connection to the spiritual world, okay? So if you if you say it and you feel it and you believe it, then come join us. Now, Kendall, where did this journey begin? What happened? I have always been into that. Like, I've always believed that. Um, but we recently moved house, probably... November last year and there's someone that lives in this house with us that's the only way I can explain it um a couple of weeks after we moved in I woke up and it's a male and he was standing in our bedroom door (laughs) no and I hit the light and woke my husband up and it was gone and I said can you help me check the house and our laundry door was open. The sliding door was open. Which is always closed. It always locked. My husband says he must have left it open, but I don't know. I'm now, I have woken up before, looked over and gone, there's someone there. Happened to be a mm-hmm. coat hanging off the rack in that one of those <laughs> things. Turn on the light and you're like, okay, it wasn't that. Is there a chance that this didn't happen, Kendall. Well, unless the coat is like a full definition of a male figure, then yeah, sure. (laughs) Could you see the features of the face? (laughs) No, it was a dark outline, Mm -hmm. um, but I've seen his feet in our bathroom and every time I've looked, there's been nothing there, you know, like out of the corner of your eye. And I've looked again and he's been walking and then he stroked my hair. No, okay. <laughs> I swear to God. Ken, Ken, swear to how, God. how old did you say this man is? I don't know because I've never, like, it's always just an outline. I would say, like, late 30s to 40s. Now, do you, is this a new build? You said it's a new house. It's your new house. But is it a brand new build or is this an existing home? It's an existing home. 
And what do you know about the... The premises. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. So if someone died here, I have no idea. Mm. Well, I went to an auction one time, hanging out, and the auctioneer had to... I'm like, ooh, this is a pretty cheap house. The auctioneer had to say, anyone thinking of bidding, come and ask. And they said, we just have to disclose that there was a murder in this house. <laughs> Did you really? So... Why do yeah. they have to disclose that? Well, I think maybe in the past, like, people have purchased it and someone started stroking their hair and they're like, that wasn't <laughs> on the Section 32. Here's an article from news.com.au from last year, 2021, January 21st. A Queensland mother has been left in a state of panic after she discovered a stranger had been living in her roof. All right, Monica Green from Norman Gardens in Rockhampton said she'd noticed things were out of place in her home in recent months, but it dismissed her own concerns. However, on Monday, she arrived home early from a doctor's appointment. House had been left askew, air conditioner on, chicken nuggets left on the kitchen counter. (laughs) Go to the freezer, Kendall, and count your nuggets right now. (laughs) Um, Well, this must must be freaking you out a little bit, Kendall. What are you um, anticipating you'll do about these experiences? Well, I've always thought it was just me, right? Mm. But when we were having a few drinks the other night, my husband decided to disclose to me that the night before, who's, he's always fobbed me off, yep. might I add. Is he a bit of the, the sceptic of the house? He is, certainly is. I was in bed and he said he was having a few drinks and looked over and saw a male shadow on the study door, which is right outside our bedroom door, which is where I always see him. Ah! Hmm. I would check the attic. Honestly, I would check the <laughs> attic first. Yeah. Leave some chicken nuggets. Look, <laughs> look as a 30-something, late 30-year-old male myself, all right? Yeah. A beer and some chicken nuggets left out, that would summon me too. That would summon my ghost. <laughs> All right, leave them. Well, leave them on the counter and then just and then have a big cage come down and catch the ghost, okay? <laughs> well, I don't know if a cage would be able to hold a ghost. Have you found yourself Googling like any of those kind of paranormal exorcists or anything, Kendall? Um, sage. Someone has said to me, get some sage and burn some sage in the house. What does sage? What does burning sage do? I'm supposed to free them, I think. Kendall, thank you so much for talking to us. Please keep us updated on these appearances. We would love to know if anything gets better, worse, and if Matt and I can come up with some sort of ghost-busting device, we'll be there to help you out. All right? For sure. Sounds good. Amazing. Thanks so much, Kendall. Catch you next time. And uh, oh, wait, who's that behind you, (laughs) Kendall? No. Well, Matt, as you might be able to see in my background, I am recording from my childhood bedroom, a.k.a. Campaign HQ here in Warrnambool as I endeavour to become the independent member for Warren and give 110 or so thousand people in the electorate a representative that cares about them. Do you think people trust more or less uh, a politician who lives in their childhood bedroom? <laughs> Um, I think it's somewhat um, you know I mean? humanises me. 
you know, I've got the childhood photos, me and my sister there. It's just I would like, I'd be like, I don't know if that person is the right, like an economical manager that I'm looking for in a country. <laughs> in a country no, leader. but as Australia <laughs> careers towards $1.2 trillion of international debt, you want someone who's good with money. Maybe we should be moving back in with our parents. Maybe we should be going back to England. <laughs> well, yeah, I think <laughs> things were a little bit better when... Um, the first Australians were taking care of the land. <laughs> yeah, certainly a few less fossil fuels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we um, <laughs> on the campaign trail. It has been a big week. I got to speak at a climate rally. I um, I went back and watched the first round of uh, country footy, which was good to see. Saw my old team, Russell's Creek, have a great victory. And it was good to go along and, you know, I knew so many people still there. It was great. Um, but another trip I managed to do was to Hamilton and read, and this was actually just the most adorable thing, read my kid's book, Eric the Awkward Orc, to some uh, youngsters at a place called Belcourt Books. And it was um, genuinely heartwarming to see you know, young kids. The kids there, all happy customers, got to sign a couple of books on the way out. However, I was informed of something a little bit interesting by Caitlin, one of the operators of the Incredible Bookshop. This is what Caitlin had to say. The kids loved it. Yeah, they were great. But there was a little bit of controversy in the lead-up to my appearance at Belcourt. Can you tell us what was going on? We had the event all set up on Facebook and um, we had a lady, I believe she's from Melbourne, commenting who believed that you're a Satanist and because orcs have horns, Mm. obviously, yes, it must be related to the devil. Mm. Well, it's nice to have a fan sort of really be able to pick up the subtle references that I put in yes the lightning <laughs> bolt on the front and the um the rock on with your hands that was yes. um yes it's all very uh evil and unholy apparently well, thank you very much for letting me have a sermon here today to indoctrinate <laughs> the children of hamilton but no honestly it was the most adorable event you've got such a great setup here and i can't wait to come back and visit Belcourt again no we're looking forward to the next book that'll be great <laughs> who would have known the devil was back in his childhood home <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dad. <laughs> exactly right. But, look, it was very, very nice week. The T-shirts are up. If you're listening and you want to buy a um, Alex Dyson for Wannan T-shirt, they're up on the Sound Merch website. We've got a link through dysonforwannan.com, so get on those. And people are putting up the signs. Check out these sites. Check out the size of this, Matt. There's a life-size Dyson. I mean, you had to go at me for having a life-size Hillary Duff under my bed when I was 18. <laughs> you got the life-size Daiso there. That's that. You look very good in that photo, mate. That's a good photo. You look sharp. You look trustworthy. And, and I reckon you got a good shot. When's the uh, when's the election? Um, at time of recording, it had not been okay, announced well, yet. Okay, <laughs> well, we're assuming May, aren't we? May-ish. Yeah, it's going to be May sometime. I was talking about this with uh, Phil Jamison from Grinspoon over the weekend. I uh, got a little mm. story about that up next but um but yeah we were talking about you and we reckon you got a chance all right well i want to find out more let's do it order up just how you like it perfect so alex dyson i mentioned that i was on the project ah yesterday when i was on the project on friday and i uh you know woke up in melbourne very early call time, 5.30, lobby call to uh, fly up uh, to Port Macquarie, right, with a stop-off in Sydney. Ooh. And, uh, you know, worst thing, worst thing happens, right? I'm at the airport, 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, what am I going to eat? So I, I order a, a $10 toasted sandwich, if you don't mind, okay? <laughs> Terrible. 
absolutely garbage. Right. You, you I tell you what, it, and toasted sandwiches, one of the toughest things to stuff up. Oh, I know. And it was just <laughs> so bad. They're like, that's oh, ham and cheese. Is it? Is there anything in this? Or is it just hopes and dreams that you've just stuffed into this badly buttered, flavorless bread? Because mm. I can't taste a thing. False hopes and false promises. Stuffed into this badly buttered bread. Anyways, after I've had the toasty, go up to the check-in. They go to scan my ticket. It goes bump bow, right? I say, oh, no, what's going on here? Then they say, oh, Mr. O'Kine, you've got the upgrade. And I was like, oh, do I? And then they said, "Uh, yeah, but um, also you might not get guaranteed food. So it's just a nicer seat. And I was like, oh, cool, thanks. Um, and I was flying Rex and the plane was pretty empty anyway. Uh, I could have. Was this Sydney to Port and Macquarie? Melbourne to Sydney, right? Oh, right. Flying Rex from Melbourne to Sydney. I didn't even realise they even do that. Neither did I, but I got business, so I'm not about to bag them out now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, as I'm on the flight, get a message from Phil Jamison, right? Lead singer of Grinspoon, one of Australia's greatest rock bands of the ages. Port Mac local, isn't he? Absolutely. Grew up War Hope High, etc. Um, and so he, he goes, Oi, you in business class on in Rex coming out of Melbourne right now? I said, What? I spin around. There he is, right? He's behind me in the uh, pleb section, <laughs> right? <laughs> With the, uh, you know, rock star. He's got the sunnies on, bit of a beanie and everything. I'm like, Oh, man, cool. Uh, so- doesn't look as cool when your knees are up at your chin, though, does it, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, Phil Jemison, Phil jammed into your chair, more like it. <laughs> jammed into your chair, son. <laughs> um, right. So, <laughs> anyway. Okay, we can't do that because he is infinitely cooler than both of us. So, we need to yeah. just. So we get, anyway, the whole point of the thing is we get off the plane, right? And we get on the little plane to go to Port Macquarie. And so um, me and Phil are the last people to get on the plane. The captain says, oh, you know, there's not going to be any more room in there. We're going to have to take you back. For your carry-on. So he goes to grab our carry-ons. Me and Phil, exact same bag, right? Exact same luggage bag. And we're like, oh, look at that. Anyway, we get on the flight. We fly to Port Macquarie, get off. And there's a few people who have had their bags put into the thing as well. And so they're all milling about. And the captain gets our two bags out of the um, luggage hold or whatever and brings them over and puts them in front of me and Phil. And then me and Phil are like, oh, gee, I wonder which one's which, right? We go to grab the ones that we think are our own. A third hand comes in, intercepts. We're like, what are you, what's this? There's a guy. He's like, oh, sorry, this is my bag. And we're like, no, (laughs) this is our bags. And he's like, but no, I'm pretty sure that's my bag. And then the captain brings over a third bag and they're all the same bags. I was like, what? how has this happened? Three of a kind. I, I've never seen this before in my life, right? All three of us on a plane of about 30 people max have got three bags exactly the same. And I thought, well, you know, there could have been a very big mix-up here and surely this has happened. So it got me asking on our Instagram, when have you had the mix-up, all right? When have you mixed things up? And uh, Megasaurus53 got in touch with us, said, uh, my sister has a cute pick that's taken at an angle that looks exactly like me. So it's my Facebook profile. 
How good's that? Meg's just yoinked her sister's pick going, oh, she looks good. Now it's mine. I was chatting to a friend over the weekend who looks very similar to her older sister and so did the old fake ID thing at the end of year 12 because she was still like a month or two away from being 18. Gave it to the bouncer. Bouncer's like, I know Lauren. I went to school with her. (laughs) Nah, sorry. You're you're gone. Pick this up from the cop shop. Later. (laughs) Oh, no. There was no mix Um, up there. (laughs) Uh, That is very funny. Uh, P... Oh, actually, I won't say the name of this next text up because they say, I have identical twins. Four years later, still mix them up. <gasps> so that- if there's a mix and you don't go back? How do you know? <laughs> like, like, is that a dumb question? You just start naming the wrong one, like, forever. What? Yeah. <laughs> what That's, if- it's a really good question. Yeah. How do you know? Because I remember there used to be like twins at our school and then it's like, oh, you can tell them apart. One has a freckle under the left eye. Yeah, yeah it's, always, like, the, it's always the spot or but something. does Nick or Angus have the freckle under the <laughs> under the left eye? I could yeah, remember wow. which twin had was the one with the freckle. And so I'm sure parents have maybe stuffed it up. Um, it's just cre- never gone back. Yeah. <laughs> Crespy Cream said, I climbed into my husband's car with our fish and chip order yelling, got him. It was not my <laughs> husband's car. I frightened the life out of a poor old man and myself. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, if anyone was going to get in my car, someone brandishing some hot fish and some chippies is more than welcome. You you wouldn't kick them out. You would not kick them out. You'd just lock the doors and step on the gas right there. Goodness gracious. Well, yeah, please get in touch if you've had a big old mix-up. Matt.edge.alex. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We will be back again tomorrow. If you want to message us about anything you heard in the show today, matt.and.alex on Instagram or hit us up on mattandalex.com.au. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.